Welcome to the We Got It Almost Moderately Not Figured Out podcast. It's Sunday, not Saturday, so we're sitting in a pit of despair of returning to our capitalist pig farms tomorrow rather than freely expressing our ideas hammered as they need to be. Yeah, we're more than a little hungover, too, from uh, from St. Patrick's Day, the, the religious holiday. James was drinking. I celebrate the holiday by hunting the homeless with a crossbow. I did not catch any apples, <laughs> but I went looking. <laughs> James, you sounded like before we started, you were real butthurt about I'm something. I'm very butthurt. And, Let I, me do- tell and you- I don't mean from your buff fireman boyfriend from last night. Rar. Oh, sorry. We kept that under wraps. Whoops. No, I'm I'm super straight. That's how I identify. Yeah, super... I'm a trans-exclusive super strength. How long till super pan is a thing? <laughs> <laughs> what would that even be? It's not. It's, by definition, it's not. No, but super gay and super lesbian are now a thing, too. Um, no, and that's so stupid. So, so these assholes like Ariel Scarcella, who literally make an entire career off of, you need to accept me, I'm a lesbian. And then the second that transgender people get any kind of recognition, just switches their entire thing to make her entire platform about shitting on trans people. Yikes. But, anyways. I thought she, you were- I digress. She turned trans. I digress. Nope, she did not. Um, she's she's actually very angry that so many women are transitioning into men because that's fewer lesbians for her to creep on. Oh, she um, turned. She, she's a turf, you know, so it's like extra obnoxious. But anyways. Mil- militant lesbian Militant lesbians. <laughs> I identify as a lesbian, so. I support you. <laughs> yeah, don't shit on my truth. <laughs> Anyways, so what are you mad about? uh, I'm mad at some other super straights for doing some super straight shit. Look, let me just put it this way. This is actually super simple because I'm seeing this on both sides of the aisle right now. Y'all got no fucking standards, bro. All right, let me let me explain what I mean. First things first, and I've seen this so many times this week, it's driving me insane with the whole Ron Johnson situation, the senator. Um, he said some stupid stuff about how, oh, you know, the Capitol people, you know, they they stormed in, you know, but I, I didn't feel threatened. Those are just patriotic Americans. But if it had been Black Lives Matter, I would have felt threatened. That's what he For, said? What a fucking moron. I'm paraphrasing, but he's a dumbass. First of all, that's a stupid thing to say. Like, they did the exact same thing that you're, like, afraid that Black Lives Matter was going to hypothetically do. And they did it, but, oh, you felt safe because they're your, you know, blue-collar white people, and so you feel safe with that. I digress. Anyways, the point is, though, it was a dumb thing to say. But now what we have is a bunch of people coming out and saying, like, oh, you know, if you voted for Ron Johnson, if you still support him, if you're going to vote for him again, you're no better than he is with his white supremacy and his blah, 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 and his racism. Completely ignoring the fact that, to my knowledge, the majority of these people also voted for Joe Biden, the war criminal police state psychopath, who also feels up children on video. Um, and I've been... We've been it's not so- just sniffing hair, by the way. Like, that gets memed more because you don't get taken down for it, but, like, he's, like, straight up, like, felt up little girl's chest in public on video. It's creepy as shit. But what I will say about this... Because you start to call him on it, right? And it's like, well, look, so you've got this double standard here, and the excuses start coming. And it's like, okay, listen, if you feel that these excuses are valid, you have no standards on this. Because if, if a politician, if you have to own what a politician is doing because you voted for them, and then you're not doing that for the people you voted for, when they're doing just as bad, if not worse stuff, you have absolutely no standards. So that's coming from the left. From the right, the free speech warriors, the First Amendment, Bill of Rights. Listen, you're a bunch of status bootlickers passing shit in Kentucky where you can't even insult it. You can't talk shit to a cop now. 
without going to jail, literally going to jail and being fined at the same time. That's what it is. They set it up. They pass it through Kentucky. So if you don't have any standards, get some. And then when you've got some, fucking raise them, bro. Because at this point, we're all just voting for the same people. These are authoritarians on both sides who are slowly chipping away at your rights just in different ways. And they're pandering to you with their different ways. On the left, you have the Black Lives Matter, gay rights, blah, blah, blah. On the right, you have God, guns, Trump, no more abortion. And they're doing the same things to you every single day. And you don't even care. That's my rants. Well, thinking about like even just what you just said, they get distracted to not focus on real issues. Like the three, like the joke of like the Republicans is all, or what is it? Gun, gun and no abortion or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually some form of that. None of those are major issues. I'm sorry. Those are all social issues. Now, guns are kind of a unique thing. That's a constitutional issue, I'd argue. And but like yeah. constitutional. There's a whole amendment for it. And I guess abortion too. Cause but, but if you really care about the uh, anyway, first or if you care shut about up. the Bill of Rights so You just much, got though. 10 minutes. Shut up. Gay. <laughs> uh, fucking that's what the bullshit we get t- told to play with is like instead of real issues like I know you don't have health care but you know you should care what an 18 year old girl is doing with like a fucking accidental pregnancy six states away you fucking loser like right. get some shit going on in your life and I th- I do agree that I hate these fucking people who just think they're like a but like I always say your po- your political choice does not make you a better or worse person it like, can. So I don't know why you're fucking beholden to every choice they make when all they do is make choices that fuck you over. You know what I mean? And then you want to, and then we you want to, and clowns. you want to dick around and vote for the person who like just believed a message, like just marketing. You believe the marketing of the other fucking moron, like. Yeah. But again, you have to, you have to think you're better than someone, so yeah. they can suck my ass. I don't. Know. I, I think we're at a point now where there's so few people in the two establishment parties that you can really defend why you voted for them. I, I think voting third party, I don't I don't think not voting is a good idea either because then they win. So I, I think honestly, like the only thoroughly morally defensible thing at this point is to vote third party or vote for the like five people that are even defensible anymore in the two parties and build coalitions that actually serve the people. Because at this point, regardless of what they say, like voting records matter. What they say is 90% bullshit. So look at what the people are doing and what their record is, because they're going to just keep going with that. There's nothing else that you should pay attention to whatsoever when making that decision. And so if you're voting for somebody who says all the right things and everything you like and has a voting record of war crimes and police state and racism, which, by the way, again, who am I talking about? Am I talking about Trump? Am I talking about Biden? Ha, gotcha. I'm talking about both. This, or every politician Or every existed. politician who's ever existed, really. <laughs> so at this point, I mean, it's such a, it's such a wasteland in D.C. that there's no other choice than to withhold our votes from people who don't deserve them. So many people just don't want to hear it. They never want to hear any conflicting information. They just guess so, like, they refuse. Of course, you know, we've been over a million times about how the echo chambers happen, whether it's through the social media they use or the TV or the, you know, the making their own echo chamber, you know. And what does that lead to, James? Factional politics. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, at the end of the day, it it all comes down to breaking that cycle. And, you know, it's very encouraging watching how millennials and Gen Z especially are in a bag where like 45% of us on some poll that I saw a week ago (laughs) that I can't cite even remotely um, said that like we're actually actively looking for this shit, like for voting third party of some kind. And it's showing up in a lot of different ways. You know, there's talk of, you know, the Patriot Party, which apparently isn't happening. Um, then there's talk of the People's Party, um, which would be the the um, Cornell West and Brianna Joy Gray and Nina Turner were talking about that. Jimmy Dore was talking about that. Um, you have the Libertarian Party, which is kind of steadily progressing along. Greens are kind of stagnant. Um, but there's a lot of different groups out there that are actually starting to make some 
headway with this and and creating new coalitions to actually do something, which would be fantastic because honestly, regardless of political ideology, I think pretty much any of them would be better than what we have right now. Yeah. I would rather have Howie Hawkins and the Green Party have all three houses. I can't have anyone named Howie. Both houses and the presidency. I I can't have a president named Howie. Um, No. (laughs) No. Spike Cohen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Spike Cohen's a G, bro. But no, I thought those, they're not going to let those third parties happen. I mean, what was the one like in the election? It was Eric or Brett Weinstein, like, was like Unity, like Unity 2020 or something. It was like. Maybe. Third, it was like for people disillusioned with the Republicans, and they got like banned on Twitter and shit. Wait, it was a mistake. Okay, only um, who would believe that it was a mistake? And I'm sure they said something about man. We thought there were Russians involved. If you're just an average person, you find yourself in a political argument using Russia. You've lost. You've lost. You don't even realize it because you think that's your big trump card. You've lost. And that's when I lose all respect. Anytime I hear as soon as someone goes, well, poo, I'm like, out, <laughs> out, because you know nothing about Russia. So what I know everything you're going to say is just fucking propaganda you heard from your side. I don't even know where you're going with it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, though. you're wrong. I can promise you that. What's interesting, though, is like these last two elections, I think, were really telling as far as how much, first of all, the establishment is scared, but how far they're willing to go to maintain their monopoly, their duopoly, if you want to call it. Um, you know, because, for instance, obviously, the obvious example comes back to 2016. Bernie got snuffed. Julian Assange proved it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, and again, this man's never had to retract ever in his entire life. Um, then in 2020, he gets snubbed again. Um, Julian Assange was not available to help prove it, but it happened right in front of our faces when the entire establishment coalesced around Biden. The other thing you got to look at then is people like Tulsi Gabbard, who are considered outsiders because they weren't falling in line for this shit. Rules were changed. You know, for instance, when Tulsi Gabbard got her one delegate and that should have gotten her on the debate stage that she'd been previously kicked off of, they changed the rules for the first time in like 50 plus years instantly to make sure that she couldn't come back on the stage because she shot on Hillary Clinton, she shot on Kamala Harris. She single handedly ended Kamala Harris's campaign, by the way. <laughs> it's funny. Google it. It's incredible. Sunk her battle. It's incredible. Um, but, you know, then you also look at how the, you know, the Libertarian and the Green Party, despite polls after that first god-awful debate being at an all-time high, people wanting this, it would have helped the network ratings to have Joe Jorgensen and uh, Howie Hawkins on that stage. Would have been a historic debate, too. They could have said it that. It would have been incredible. Absolutely. And guess what? Didn't happen because the establishment wouldn't let it happen. The Democrats actually sued to keep the Green Party off of the ballot in most states. Uh, the Libertarians had a similar struggle with the uh, Republicans. Republicans, but they managed to win out and stayed on the ballot everywhere. They just have a better footing, though, because they've you know been stronger for longer. Overall, the point I'm making is there, there's nothing about this. There's no change that would ever happen easily, and you're kind of a dumbass if you think it would be easy. But it's got to start somewhere, and continually voting for candidates that you know are just going to continue the status quo. That's not it. I wonder how many of them are like lying to themselves. Like, they just know, like... Oh, no, from the conversations I'm having, I can tell you that they are, because, uh, you know, I'm pointing out these horrible things that, like, Joe Biden just isn't, like, really fucking easy target, um, has done over his career, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, but what about all these other people that did the same vote with him? It's like... Nice deflection. Yeah, let's get rid of all of them, too. They're all fucking guilty. Um, well, it, maybe it, it doesn't mean he was a bad person, maybe just a bad intent. Okay, tell that to the hundreds of thousands of dead Iraqis, motherfucker. Like, yeah, God damn. But Trump is a racist because he said words about one wanting a wall hey man look it's nice weird can weirdly inconsistent standards here yeah yeah well and i'll tell you what so like remember the uh the muslim ban right you know biden uh he has now declined visas uh to go to those people that were banned during the trump years it's like come on he's not even trying he's not even trying to be different not even remotely 
not even really. And, and did you see the story that just came out yesterday about the uh, the kids in cages where it's, they're packed up to like over seven hundred percent of their capacity? Children are going like a week at a time without a shower. Jesus um, they're running out of food in some of these not places. Not even on the radar. Not Fucking even on the radar, bro. And, and, and you should be ashamed. Both sides are trying be... to actually justify this because the Republicans are just shamelessly being like cartoonishly evil, like they always are, <laughs> and like oh, but America. And on the left, they're like oh, but. Black class matter. Could you pretend that you even mean that a little bit? Oh, well, by the way, BLM and Antifa are going at it with federal agents in Portland. Remember when y'all panicked because the DHS was swooping people up in their little vans and being basically a secret police Gestapo? You know, for President Trump. Well, guess what? Biden's doing the literal exact same thing right now as we speak in Portland and Seattle. And nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is they have a nicer Twitter account. Well, James, I hate to correct you, but those kids who wait a week for a shower should be proud because that cage was built by a transgender worker. So (laughs) it was making $15 an hour in San Francisco, so he still couldn't afford his apartment, but you know, he he felt good about it. It was well made. Yeah, that's that's the state of it. There's not even anything anything else fun to say. It's not complicated, but it's like, I just had, these people are, they're so disgusting because again, what I always point out, they're so arrogant and they know nothing and they're so like, we could tell them that like my stepmom used to like pull that. She'd be like, when I would joke about supporting Trump, she'd be like, are you for kids in cages? I'm like, Biden built them. And she, of course, even still couldn't just go, God forbid a human just goes, oh, wow. That's God forbid they go. Fuck. Yes, that's wrong. Fuck both those guys. Yeah, no. It's, fuck Biden for well, building them and Obama for building them. It's like and re- fuck Trump for keeping them up. It's reflexive, too, because I've had this experience a bunch of times and it literally boggles my mind. Like. I don't, like, read academic articles very often, but if there's, like, one that's interesting, like, I'll check mm-hmm. it out. And I don't usually read them all the way through. I do skim abstract, so I'm not some fucking academic, like, whatever. Yeah. But sometimes I am interested in them, and I will, like, under- try and understand them. And, like, I'll use them as evidence to say, oh, well, this study came out, and it showed this and this. And, like, before, th- this is a person, like, just random person. They didn't know the study existed. They have no idea about data. They don't. They don't understand stats. Even still, reflexively, they'll go, well, but... And it's like, stop! I got the study! You don't even know! <laughs> so people are... Everyone's full of shit, and I don't really respect... There's really... There's probably less than 10 people in the entire political world of the United States, including just average people, whose opinion I respect. I don't tell you what, here's you're, the thing. You're eight we, of them. We Because we complain about this a lot. I think the ultimate point here is the action item is don't be a dumbass, right? Yeah. Like, like literally, because we can we can bitch and moan about all this stuff all we want, and ultimately that doesn't make us any better than any, the people that we're complaining about, right? Because we're doing the exact same thing. The point of this is, and the reason why we talk about these issues so frequently on this show, is to point them out, let's collectively be better about this. You know, let's have real standards. Let's have principles. Let's, you know, vote for better people. Let's hold our politicians' feet to the fire, actually, instead of once they're past the fire, which is the election. Literally hold them to the fire. Yeah. Let, let, hot coals. In the past. Should have had hot should coals have, on Should have had hot coals and in the past. maybe one in 2020. In anally. One. Just one. Yeah. 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 Beyond having your principles, again, they don't even fucking matter if you don't do anything about it. So, if there's something you care about, 
actually get active and make a difference. Doing a Facebook post in your self-made echo chamber to people who already agree with you, it, it doesn't help anything. Also, James, I hate to throw you under the bus for this, but arguing with people on Facebook is also not activism. Oh, no, it's not even remotely activism. It's trolling. It's trolling. <laughs> You're trolling. It's fun. I enjoy it. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you on your game. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> bum. For, you know, it, 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 no, but like think about it like this, you know I mean? Because there are some productive conversations that happen on Facebook. They're few and far between, but they do happen. But, you know, Facebook, Instagram, like Twitter, whatever, anything else. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, being on your game like that, it makes it a lot easier for when you're out on the corner marching for whatever oh and some asshole comes up and, like, you know, starts doing Biden apologetics or, like, starts saying, well, well, what did the Iraqis do? Like, uh, they deserved it. <laughs> we need that guy on the show. What did the Iraqis do? <laughs> they you know, must have did something. Fill in the blank. Dude, I'm telling you what, man. You'd be surprised the shit people say. But like, also, that's, like, those people, like, I understand being activists and, like, out protesting, but the people who stopped to debate, like, probably a loser. Or maybe you change somebody's mind. I mean, I can't, I can't even tell you how many times I've stopped and talked to random people and actually gotten productive information and maybe changed my mind on something because of it. So, we, we, And we, I'm the guy who we, last night, we walked by a homeless guy and he's like, can you help me get something neat? And I just said, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. I am an asshole. Uh, do that in so our audience can know I'm even more of a cunt. Uh, but so, yeah, we're, we're working up your unlikability points. Good. I don't want. I want to have like five people who like me on Earth. <laughs> like, I uh, want you'll be one. My cat that I don't have yet will be one. My concubine will be the rest. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've used the word concubine on this show. I think that's the word first time anybody's used the word concubine on a podcast. Period. Concubine. But, yeah. Ultimately, factional politics bad. Activism good. Real activism. Facebook activism. Meh. Even most activism. Eh. Not because it's bad. It's because, one, I don't trust the organizations leading it to not devolve into, like, what happened with Black Lives Matter. When we Marxist. And again, you know, for, to be fair, with Black Lives Matter, there is upper leadership that says that, and then you have, like, local people who are, like, deacons in their churches and shit and also, clearly don't believe in that. So, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a big spread. Also, part of it that people don't like to admit, unless it's, like, something usually, like, hyper-focused, like a specific law or something, like the Breonna Taylor, like yeah. the no-knock warrants is actually a really good case of that done right. Yep. Usually, Again, I'm that so, was Rand Paul, though. Most protests are to too broad. Like, I'm, I know people hate this idea of, like, take the women's march from when trump got elected like how massive it was there was no message to that it was literally just a display it, which well, is it, fine it, it was cool it, it, it but was an like, anti-misogyny uh, it was yeah, fresh, it was fresh gl- off the heels of the grabber by the pussy like i i but know what the message me- was it was again, again misogyny is not a message he's like no it is but it's too broad but you can't protest thing, that. this brings back to the point that i'm making of if there's no action item there's no fucking point Action items and deliverables. It's all sales. Listen, if, if you can't make an Outlook invite yeah. for your activism, it's not activism. Yeah, and can you guys go... We, we're done with RSVPing. We all accept calendar invites now. <laughs> we're professional. Topple the establishment board by board. Send. Send. <laughs> on, out, on Microsoft's email platform. Uh, well, is there anything else you wanted to get off your chest? I... I gotta sweat out this fucking jack, dude. All right. Remember, we're degenerate alcoholics. It's another bleak Sunday. The world of politics is dark and nothing but despair, and we'll all inevitably be part of a technocracy soon. So we hope you've enjoyed being with us here on the We Got It All Figured Out podcast. I'm your host, Kike Tyson, with the fantastic faggot. Be better, do better, raise your standards. Eat pussy.